Excellent. Thank you so much, BBS Radio. So here we are back on the Wednesday evening, one hour with Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona. Today it is August 24, 2022. Welcome to you all. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. Few people are here, and I welcome the next caller. Thank you for being here. Please say your name and location. Cecil from the Great Northwest. Welcome, Cecil. Thank you. All right, as we wait for more people to join in and also for Win3 to call in. Thank you all for being here. <coughs> And if you're listening in online through BBS, I want you to know that right after this one, I need to mute you, uh, Right after this call, we have another call. Good evening, welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. It's Wynn in Sedona. Good evening, Wynn, welcome. Hey, Wynn. Hey. Is that Cecil? Hey, Wynn. Yes. I'm hey, thinking about you today, Cecil. Hi. I'm thinking about it's you today, Cecil. It's Cecil, the other, the other bachelor. <laughs> the other bachelor. <laughs> Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Joan Dolan Springs. Welcome to you, Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello. And... And I was telling the people on BBS radio that right after this one hour, we go over to a different conference call, which is our daily whole planet healing gathering. And BBS will broadcast this as well on this station. So just hang in there after the hour if you want to join in with whole planet healing. Welcome to the next caller. Please say name and location. Roger in Austin. Welcome to you, Roger. Hi, Roger. Good evening. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, when? So, when you said you're thinking about me, I, I was hoping it's good thoughts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was thinking of some projects you might be able to help with if you wanted to. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, now the question to you, Cecil, is are those good thoughts or not? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when have you asked the Elohim uh, to bring you someone to replace Terry yet? <laughs> I don't know if Terry is replaceable, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure someone is out there that could do it. Well, what should I do, look for a new girlfriend? <laughs> no, ask the old team, team to bring somebody to you. I'm sure they will because they, they know you need someone. Welcome to the yeah. next caller. Thank you for being here. Please say your name and location. Hi, guys. It's Bonnie. Welcome, Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. Hello. And the next caller, welcome to you. Please say your name and location. 
bit of sports only you want to, we welcome you. Dharmananda? Yeah. I'll tell you, there are three people who have been connected to our calls that think they're talking to Terry. And I've been asking questions and and uh, seeing if I can get confidence in it, you know? Uh-huh. And I mean, one of the things <clears throat> is that I'll just tell you some of the answers that I've gotten. That, and, and I think this might be real. That Terry is not um, missing a call. She's on all of our calls on the other side. Oh. And um, that at some point, we'll see if we get, if, if, if I think somebody is really good and clear and I'm really sure it's Terry, we'll have her back on here from the other side. Okay. Oh. So, so channel stay tuned. Side, huh? Well, I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> I'm just a human. But I would think <clears throat> that our sources really like this connection. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, they like the they like, and Terry has has the context of it, rather than somebody new. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. And then there's somebody who is a professional channel who is really good, who I think can bring Terry through. And but I have to pay her quite a bit of money to do something, at least the first uh-huh. time. And I don't know if she, I don't know if she would be moved to keep doing it. You know. Yeah. Although, if she's really good. I'll do a paid event, you know, and people have to contribute. I mean, oh. she's really expensive. Oh. Like a uh, 20-minute session is $220. Oh, that's a lot. I did, I, did, I did a session with her two or three years ago, and I had a conversation with Jesus, okay? Oh, mm-hmm. well, I remember that. Yeah. And she brings, she's bringing through all kinds of very high beings. She could probably bring through Elohim Ra. And, you know, maybe she'll want to do it. Yeah. What's that? So you don't think Daphne would be open to doing it again, huh? If you talk to her? No. But she's coming to the funeral or the, uh, the ceremony we're doing on Friday. And I just mentioned Friday. I haven't sent a notice out yet, but at three in the afternoon, Pacific time, we're doing this. Um, I'm doing a memorial service for Terry at a hotel. Okay. And it'll be, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it on a conference line. I welcome the next caller. Thank you for being here. Appreciate the name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. When it's 6.07. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she might want to do it. Who? Daphne. Um, let me tell you. We'll see. Okay. I mean, we still talk to each other, more or less, you know? 
Yeah. And uh, well, if she can keep it po- keep it positive, keep from getting attacked, you know, be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's scared shitless of it, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What what can I say? I don't know. If you call the light, I don't know why she would get attacked. That's strange. You know what? You can call in the light, but if somebody has big enough personal distortions, they'll do fine while they're channeling. When the channeling is over, they're open. Okay? Uh, and yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I when I was first with Daphne, I couldn't understand. I mean, I mean, I was a baby. I didn't know anything. And uh, I said, how come she's being attacked if we're talking to the Elohim? Why aren't they protecting her? I used to say that, you know? Uh-huh. And I had to go really deep explo- exploring to figure it all out. Mm. Huh. So. Welcome, uh-huh. Shirley. Well, if hmm? you keep your light around you, you should be attacked, you know? Look, Dharmananda, until you're in the middle of this, you don't understand. Everybody okay. has everybody has distortions, including me. And uh, you have to be very aware of your distortions. You have to maintain your high intent, you know. Um, and... Um, and you have past life patterns where you have gotten involved with the negative in some way, and you may have spent your whole life engrossed in something really dark, and it's still in there. In other words, people have issues. <laughs> Everyone yeah, has exactly. issues. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's easy to say, just call in the light, you know? <laughs> and, God, if we could just call in the light, we'd just broadcast the light, you know, calling in the light all over the world, and the world will fix itself. But it won't, because (laughs) too many people would just say, what the hell is that, you know? What a bunch of creeps. What a bunch of fools. You know, whatever, you know? So, I mean, if one could do some kind of ritual to make everything okay, it would have been done. So each person is on their individual path and you can you can hold a carrot in front of them, but unless they reach for the carrot, they're gonna just stay on their path, you know? Mm-hmm. So that you know, you talk you talk about how do we transform the negative? Come on, Elohim, transform the negative, okay? Well, they don't want to be transformed. They're very attached to what they do. You can't force them, and they have free will, even if you could force them. But unless they say, they say to themselves, you know what, I'm limiting my growth by doing this. They have to come to that conclusion themselves and say, I want to reach for something bigger or higher. And then it's the beginning 
of transformation. Do you follow? Mm-hmm. That's why, um, I mean, I remember years ago hearing people in New Age stuff saying the whole world's going to transform, right? Yeah. Now, if, if enough if enough people transform, it'll probably pull the negative into it, okay? But mm-hmm. the negative is doing their job to pull a whole bunch of people into them, you know? So Yeah, tug of war it's, here. It's not so easy. And, um, right. you know, you live a, how can I say it? A, well, I think you live a secluded life, right? The what life? Probably a secluded. You're home a lot, right? Yeah. You're not going out taking big risks, right? Yeah, yeah, and take and taking up the world, and it's 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 somewhat easy to feel safe in that situation. It's like that's why monks go into what they do, you know, because mm-hmm. it's safe. But when you when you go out into the world and you're raising, you know, waving flags, you're in a different situation. It takes different kind of protection, different kind of cautions, you know, at least that's what I see. So in any case, Hyze, are, are you ready, Hyze? Yes, I am. Been- Muted. So it is uh, August 24th. Here we go. Right. The recording has started. This is August 24th. 2022, and as most of our regulars are all too aware of, our Terry Brown, my Terry, (laughs) okay, don't break up with, (laughs) Terry Brown is gone from this realm, okay, and 10 days ago, and the details aren't that important, but the She's still hanging in with our work from the other side. And uh, the second day that she was gone, I had my hand in the air. And she held it from the other side. I could feel it. I could feel her energy. And she says she's paying attention to me. And she's paying attention to the calls. And there's certain people that made connection with her on our calls that believe they're having communications with her. And I'm testing it out, okay? Because she was really dedicated to our work. Even in her worst state, if I asked her, do you want to be on the call, she would always say yes. She knows what what she's done and what we've done. And every Wednesday, we have done a call where people submit questions and our sources answered the questions through Terry live on BBS radio. And 
Many people that ask questions not only got answers to their questions, but they got energetic support for switching something, moving something in their life to help them with some dilemma they were in the middle of. And, you know, we did that call because our sources wanted to do it. They asked. I wasn't going to do a Wednesday call, and they particularly requested that. And I didn't think Terry could do it when we started it. And uh, and we did it. So now that we have not yet come up with a way of talking to Terry and getting answers, or someone else coming in that was able to do this, we're going to do doing replays, okay? And some of our replays are awesome because depending on the questions people ask. So this is a 45-minute replay. And hi, can you play it? You see it up there? Song. Uh, actually, accentuate the positive i played that i meant to record it so go look it up it's like one of the original songs about duality that became a big hit i probably in the 40s i guess you know even i wasn't alive but i, I played johnny mercer it's on youtube there's perry como on youtube in fact there's probably all kinds of people but i always wanted to play that song because the lyrics are so good and so wise. And let's get right into our questions and answers for the day. Um, anybody listening that's fairly new, um, this is a call where people submit questions about all kinds of stuff. And I pick the most important, relevant questions, and we ask them to our sources. And Sorry, I really don't understand. Just Did you hear that? I really don't understand. Um, and now what's going on here? Um, oh, 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 oh. I think my headset's battery is going down. Hang on. on again. And Terry, you're not ready, right? No, I'm never ready. Never. I hope that the Elohim are ready, though. <laughs> <laughs> in, in any case, when we ask a question, uh, and it's for someone else, many times the wisdom that comes in is correct for everybody. and um, But sometimes it's in particular for that person. So the key here is to, to take these answers and if there's something you can make work for yourself, try it. If it works, you know it works. We're not here to become blind believers in the Elohim, nor do they want that. Each of us is a sovereign being on our own path, and we are all part of the divine 
And in this realm, most people forget that. They lose that connection. Does not mean you're bad because you lose it. Does not mean you're wrong because you lose it. it. Because you've chosen to take a body in the physical realm, it comes with the territory, okay? And why do people come here if it's, if it's so difficult? It's be, I've heard this said many times, and I think it's true. Sometimes I'll ask our sources. But in the physical realm, you can have the greatest growth possible in this realm on this planet than anywhere else. And so it's kind of like we've jumped in to the super university of spiritual evolution. And you guys on this call are on the super, super <laughs> university of spiritual evolution. And don't judge yourself. Realize that everything that comes up for you is part of the process. And just go through it. Observe it. Um, don't feel guilty. Don't make yourself wrong. You know, the, the, the key is, is don't hurt other people. If you do, it'll create karma. And um, make yourself as happy as you can. And if there's opportunities to help other people in an authentic way where they don't become codependent on you or you learn how to keep your own boundaries so you can help somebody. But, you know, this is one of the reasons people don't help people. I'm sure of it. I mean, I can see it in myself. I have to go through this. If you really help somebody, you can encourage them to be dependent on you. And nobody, everybody wants to help, but nobody wants a bunch of dependents unless you've got a, um, you're having a bunch of children. And then it goes with the territory of having children. But um, learn to help with boundaries so that you don't get caught up in have I have to I have to do that because you know I'm putting myself out there and I I love you guys I really do I wouldn't be doing it I love what we're doing Terry loves what we're doing and um, I try to set this up so that I can do it and I I can't possibly even though I like people I can't possibly be personally involved with most of the people on the line. And when I do get personally involved, it's not because I like somebody better than someone else. Uh, it's usually because we're working together. We have something to do together in this work, and they're helping. Otherwise, um, and if I do talk to someone, I don't want to create a uh, thing I mean this used to happen people would call me all the time they think I needed friends and I, 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 I appreciate friends but here we're creating astral friendships I know many people do need friends because and there's been periods of my life when I needed friends and real friends are hard to find that's why we do things like team shift and reading club so people can corroborate with a high-minded, high-intended group of people. 
and you meet people that are usually at a higher level than you would meet in your regular life. And you have more excuses to call in the light. And it takes a lot of work to do this. You know, it takes a lot of work to stay centered. It takes a lot of work to get over your stuff, um, your garbage, your unconscious patterns. And on the same token, it can be really easy. It can happen in the blink of an eye. And uh, so we're trying our best to put out the keys to that. And many of you are getting it. And some of you are working on it. Okay. And, um, um, let's see. Hang on. We're going to call in the light. Let's see if there's any last minute questions here. Yeah, okay. We got all the questions, except, let me see, Bonnie and Jim Blade. Bonnie, you're getting a reading. I think I'll, I'll, I'll save your question for your reading. And, and Jim, let me go through all the others. If we have time, we'll get to you. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here. And Terry, you're making noise. No, I don't think so. Okay, let me go check here. It's probably Marilyn. She's got a moderator tonight. No, it doesn't look like it's Marilyn, okay? I'll keep an eye well, on that. So, all right, don't worry about it. Maybe it was my mic. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you touch your mic, you don't even know you're making noise, and it makes a huge sound. Oh no! Right, right there. Is it, is, that wasn't a huge sound. That was, a, but it was still a sound. We ask right now for the presence of the light, surround and protect each person here, and that any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls, and we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. And um, we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now and right now just before our sources introduce themselves while we have our energy together we're going to just surround our planet with love light, our love light, our group energy. We're going to send this light to the west coast of the United States, particularly like Northern California, Oregon, and Washington, where there is the 
potential for a huge earthquake. So just hold that space for that. We send this to um, Fukushima and the the reduction um, transmutation of radioactivity. And we send the principles of compassion, empathy to the entire planet Earth and that waking up all the wanderers here that we can to help increase the intensity of the group energy. And do we have our sources present? Yes, this is far on, and we are pleased to be with each and every one of you who wishes connection. We come in directly. We do not talk through the telephone line. We come straight to you. Oftentimes, it is hard to sense us because we are at a vibration that is very much higher uh, than the their density, but we are able to come in in the upper reaches of the third density vibration, and we send you a hearty, loving hello. Do you have questions? Yes, we do. Okay, first question here is from, let's see, this is from Fred Brooks in Alaska, and he asks about this pain in his feet and his legs, and does it have anything to do with a past life? He had a vision of being a soldier and guarding something when we were attacked, and I was wounded and died a long, slow, painful death. On the other hand, it could be Lyme disease that is in all of us, like Morgellons, and um, my friend Sonia is doing a bang-up job curing my pain from Lyme disease. And my his friend Sonia has some unusual products. And my friend Liz and also does energy healing. My friend Liz's nerve damage and broken back and neck problems. So was my pain related to the past, or is it something in the physical today? Thank you very much. Thank you. Your pain is related to your past. It's not only the lifetime in which you were a soldier and received um, injury uh, to your feet, but it is an earlier lifetime that is hard to see based upon the more recent lifetime with this pain from the soldier wound. But the earlier wound, we see there was a type of um, torture upside. Uh, and if you can uh, sense the earlier, what pain is attached to the present, what pain is attached to the soldier lifetimes, and then it's built on and lingering also from the lifetime in which you uh, receive torture on in your feet. And um, we 
slowly look at it. Take your time in looking at it. As the pain may get worse as you approach the incident, this will let you know that you are approaching the incident. And then the pain can reach a height, a maximum, um, and be very hard to bear. But then just surrender to it and let it ease off then. And remember before when you did not have such pain. And eventually this memory will fade and will allow your feet to heal. Thank you. Thank you. Next question is from John Siborowski. Let me see if I can understand this question. John is very scientifically oriented. And sometimes if you ask too scientific a question, I might get caught in Terry's um, filter because she doesn't understand it. But I'll, I'll read it and we'll see. The gravity force is inversely proportional to the square of the distance between two bodies. Why is the exponent in this formula exactly 2 rather than 1.999 or 2.006? Or is it not exactly equal to 2? And if, it, if not, does it change over time? Or is it slightly different in different parts of the universe? That's from John in Las Vegas. Thank you. It is slightly different, and it depends upon the um, we're going beyond Terry's understanding. Um, the square of the distance, um, and as the mass increases, and of the distance decreases, the force um, magnifies. It is somewhat dependent upon the density of the, the mass, and the density of the mass is different in different locations and different uh, bodies in the universe different planets, different parts of different planets. Um, it is a force of attraction, which, put in simple terms, is the desire of one thing to connect with another. So matter is just attracted to itself. Matter is attracted to other matter. Other matter. That's what I mean. Other matter. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And the force of gravity is how that's measured, the attraction between matter. It's, could, more, could, than could how, you... it's more than how it's measured. It is an actual physical thing that happens. 
Yeah. Is there a way of understanding gravity intuitively other than to just say matter is attracted to other matter? When one experiences an energy attraction to something, one may be looking at a, a magnet and sense the attraction. Uh, one may be looking... It is somewhat beyond the sense of looking, though, so that one is um, experiencing uh, like a desire to be part of uh, something, and when there is something in the vicinity, one at a subconscious level uh, feels uh, the attraction. Thank you. Uh, okay, I can see this could be something we could go into at another time because it's kind of a deep question. And um, probably none of us will understand the answer anyway. Okay. That's very interesting. <clears throat> interesting. Excuse me. Okay. All right. Next question here is from Elizabeth in... Ithaca, New York. Um, I've been under the impression that when we transition, we have some choices to make, depending on how awake we are at that time. And if we choose to reincarnate, or if that's our only option, that we continue each life journey with the same people the same group of friends and family each time who have also returned. Uh, you know, I'd like to comment that I know that you meet the same people, but there's, I think there's not just one group. It's like when you move into a particular pattern from a past life, you meet the people from the past life that relate to the pattern this life. If you move into another pattern, then it attracts the people from the new pattern. I say this because I've had the experience. I know a few of my past lives that um, where I was famous and that I was duplicating some of them this lifetime and the people would shift as I went into something new. But in any case, um, I, um, so do we continue with the same people? I would also like to ask our sources if this is how it works, if we reincarnate with the same friends and family each lifetime. Thank you. Thank you. It is not necessary that one continues with the same friends and family. However, one may incarnate into the same area of the world and so that the customs and the mm, life patterns within the group are the same and then one may eventually meet up with the friends and family that one had before however one may come 
back in uh, into an incarnation and maybe the uh, brother of uh, the woman that in a past life uh, it was the husband and there may be different roles that the parties assume in relating to each other. One time the mother, one time the father, one time the brother, one time the uncle. Uh, and yet they may be born into a similar area, may be born into, say, an area in Turkey and then in the next life move into a life that is uh, in a city 10 miles away and that the people have a similar pattern but also may have been uh, relatives or known to each other in a past life, another past life. <laughs> I wanted to ask the question, and I'm pretty sure that I know the answer, but I just wanted to get a confirmation. It seems to me, particularly in wealthy families, that um, there's a great desire to pass wealth on to the children because it creates a high chance, opportunity, for you to incarnate into that same string. So you end up in a wealthy family, and you're now you're the, you're the grandfather of yourself or the great-great-grandfather. Is that fairly common? Yes, it is. That mm -hmm. is common. Yes. So it's one of the reasons people have... Um, such an inner, inner, inner um, intensity to have children, because in a sense, they're trying to create a better future opportunity for them. Yes? For themselves, but there is also a safety many times on past lives, a love of the mother mm -hmm. or the grandmother and uh, the desire to uh, be with that person again. Mm hmm Okay. Thank you. Next question is from D. D. And she's giving us a little commercial. She's been wearing both pendants for several weeks, and she bought one for her daughter. Thank you, D. I guess she likes it. She didn't say that. <laughs> a few days ago, I had a long 15-year relationship end because I questioned something that happened. I was distraught. The following day, for the first time in my life, I saw a momentary apparition. I questioned whether it was real. I described this young woman in a flowing gown to my daughter. A young woman with dark hair, faceless to me, long, beautiful dress, dark with flowing fabric. She seemed to be blowing in the wind. Since seeing her, 
My husband was in a car accident today. He had a seizure in a parking lot while driving the car and hit two other vehicles in a light pole. He's in a hospital recovering. Physically, he's fine. No major injuries at all. A testament to the car other than a bitten tongue from the seizure. So can you ask about this entity? My daughter has seen her too, but at her apartment. I'm thinking I need to get the house cleansed, but I'm wondering, did she have anything to do with my life problems of late? Is she real or just in my head? What can I do if she's real to get rid of her besides just telling her to go away? My daughter, Ashley, who lives in Fairborn, Ohio, knows I'm asking and is very interested in having this question answered. I know negativity gives them a chance to come near. I said prayers with the chaplain at the hospital today. Love and light to both you and Terry, D. So D is saying she saw this apparition. Her daughter seemed to see the same apparition uh, after which, was there connection between this apparition and what happened to her husband uh, in a car accident? And is there any explanation our sources can give for what this apparition was? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is interesting that you mentioned that you had a 15-year relationship with someone that ended uh, before the apparition came. Um, that may be also a part of this. Um, we uh, suggest that you do get a clearing to uh, learn more about this apparition and uh, why it is hanging around and visiting you and your daughter. Um, it is a an apparition um, that the woman is seeking Solace is seeking a resolving of the past life incident. Um, we are speaking slowly as we are looking into the matter, but we suggest that you do get uh, clearing as this um, apparition is seeking uh, some um, unresolved matter, unresolved emotions to resolve. Thank you. For this situation, would a clearing by someone like Fred be helpful? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Next question is from 
Uh, uh, ask that one. Hang on. No. Okay. Rich. Rich Buckley in Livermore. I experienced a rainbow effect that blew my mind as I thought it was never possible to catch the gold at the end of the rainbow. Coming east towards Livermore on a showery, broken, cloud-covered day at the base of Dublin Grade on US 580, I was watching a rainbow while driving. As a pilot, I had flown through the bullseye center of rainbows, diving from above. The, the rainbow is a complete circle from above, so I immediately thought it was unusual that I was edging towards the edge of the rainbow in my visual field. It looked as though the timing would bring me right to the right side end of the arch of the rainbow. It did. I couldn't believe it. When I hit what had to be the perfect timing between being out of the rainbow and being in the edge of the rainbow, everything turned bright yellow in every direction around my car. I was engulfed in the gold at the end of the rainbow. I still don't understand it. What happened? It is a delightful experience, and this does not happen often. But when the refraction of the light is exactly right, you can be and observe the end of the rainbow as the rainbow is refracted directly into the area near you or around you and this is a delightful experience and it happens. Thank you. Next question, Michael Adler in San Diego area. We live in, in a 3D world of duality. We are shown that the primordial soup, one of the first forms, is a two-torus, and the motion moves in two directions. Also, we have vibrations as the movement of energy between two poles. Is this the basis for why we live in a plane of duality? Now, I'll tell you, when I ask these questions, I know Terry's mind, you know, goes through Terry's mind. So I don't know if we can get an answer or not, but um, the primordial soup, one of the first forms, is a two tor is a two torus, and the motion moves in two directions. Um, is this the basis where we live in a plane of duality? Does this duality also exist in the higher realms? Can we actually understand the higher realms in these terms? Is there a motion from one state or states of energy to another state or states on top of the duality that we understand? Thank you. I often wonder about how all this works, and I appreciate your comments. Michael. Thank you. When we look at that from one of the aspects of uh, duality, there are in the 
physical realm, there are one aspect and the opposite aspect. The light and the shadow, the life and the death, the money and the no money, the creativity and the no creativity, the destruction. So in the physical realm, there is destruction, which then makes way for other life. And it is built into the realm. Now, tracing this path to the patterns that are making up the energy that is being expressed the energy is moving in different directions. One is countering the direction of the energy that is moving in the other direction. So you do have counter measures, counter energies. So you ask if it is a basis of duality. It is certainly expressed uh, within the energies that appear in duality. Thank you. Josie in Chicago. Uh, Maybe it's Shar in Chicago. Um, the email says Josie, but the um, as the email address, but it's signed Shar, C H A R. And she says, "What can I do to earn money?" You know what? I want to say a few things about that because what happens is people sit and they feel separated from money, and the first thing someone has to do is not feel separated from it to even though you don't have it to bring it into your field and and see it there because if you feel separated from it then you are and you keep creating that and the degree in which you can have it is the degree in which you can unseparate yourself and then understanding that money is a 3d exchange so asking yourself what can you contribute to 3d that's valuable enough for another person or some other group to pay you for it you know I have seen people there's a guy in Sedona I sat next to him in a bar and uh, he was in the state where he didn't have any money and he decided he was going to go around and clean windows. And then he developed a big business cleaning all the windows of all the stores in Sedona. And I think he bought a house. He was making a good living. Now, that's not necessarily everyone's up, you know, um, dharma to be cleaning windows. But it's like. You can, you can get a job for someone else, and then you're going to be a slave, okay, in many cases. Not all cases, but, you know, 
You're, it's going to be boring. It's like when you create something out of fulfilling real needs for other people, it creates a lot more energy and enthusiasm for what you do rather than a job. And when you have a job, somebody can fire you, and then you're back to square one again. But when you have a learned how to create value for others out of nothing, and I just, I used the guy who was cleaning windows because, you know, anyone can do that. Anyone could go buy the materials and walk around. And most people would even be afraid to start because they don't want to get rejected. So you have to not care about being rejected. Hey, guy, I'm doing your windows today. I'm doing it for free just to get my feet wet. That's what you do, you know. And then you come back the second time. If I did a good job, maybe you could pay me $10 or $5 or something. And um, because the first time you're building your value, and you're not asking him for money. The second time, you've proven yourself. You can ask for money, okay? Um, in any case, let me turn that over to our sources. Because I, I think it's um, something that many people get stuck on, including myself, lots of times in my life, to a lesser extent now, but I understand how it works. Okay. Yes. When you do something of value for another, it brings an aura of happiness or joy or pride that you have done a good job so when you can move into that energy and can see what it is that you enjoy doing for another perhaps working with kids in the area of art uh, then you can uh, whatever it is you can begin to do it as Wynne has said, for instance, washing the windows for free or uh, cleaning the house, uh, getting to know people, uh, offering uh, to help in ways that uh, you see that they need help, something that gives you joy and pride as well as being of benefit, which that can't be remunerated. Wynn gave a very good answer. Thank you. Okay. Um, I think we have time for... Hang on a second. You know what? Jim, I'm not going to ask you a question. Um, it's, it's too long. Ask it next week, okay? And um, I think we will close this session for tonight, 7.55. Do we have any closing words from our sources? We give each, impart each love and light to each one of you. We thank you for the opportunity to connect. You are very valuable. And Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. And, um, um, you know, I urge you all.
please check out that ozone machine we're putting on out. Um, I have studied ozone for years now, and I know it's one of the best things you can do to build your immune system. To get, we've had lots of people who have got machines from us that have had incredible results, and. Can you hear him? Thank you all for listening to this replay. When we can all right, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Yeah. Some of the things that were referred to in that call, we're not doing. I might have a few ozone machines left if anyone contacts me. I think Cecil, you wanted one. Um, but... We've replaced some of the things we were doing with whole planet healing. And keep in mind, we've developed this rapport with these very huge and powerful group souls on the other side. And they are on all of our calls. Whether we channel them or we don't channel them, they're here. And we've the people that are regulars have developed an energetic rapport with them, and it's kind of amazing. Um, they've had numer numerous miracles. So what we're doing is we are leaving this conference call and going into another conference call. And if you're on BBS, you can just stay where you are because we're broadcasting our whole planet healing call on BBS. So on that note, thank you all for being here. And that was Terry Brown, who was channeling, who just passed. And we love her. Hi, Terry. If you're listening, which I'll bet you are, we miss you. And we look forward to when we hear from you again, even if you're on the other side. Okay, so. Unmuted. And we'll see you all next time. And stay here. If you're, you, the people that are regulars know our conference call numbers. So here we go. We'll then switch. There'll be about a minute of silence on BBS, and then you'll hear people checking in to the whole planet healing conference call. So here we go. Goodbye. Hey, Bonnie. Hey, Bonnie. All right, you're all on PBS Radio. We are ready to start. And welcome to the call. Hi. Thank you, sir. Thank you all. Hello, all. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But hello. Finally, hello. Morning Sky. <laughs> yes, this is Morning Sky. Is this Antonio or hi? Antonio. Hi, hello. Hi, Antonio. Is that Judy? No. No. That's it's Bonnie. 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 I was going <laughs> to hear you. Hi, Bonnie. Welcome to All Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Well, 
Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Welcome Hi. to everybody on BBS, the whole planet healing. And everybody is here except for Cecil. Bonnie, can you be the backup eventually? Of course. Excellent. I thank you all for being here. Happy Wednesday. Providing your service. And welcome to those listening in online through BBS Radio. It's the 705. All right, Jackie, let's have the phone lines muted and then I'll wait for your voice. Muted. Hello, hello. Hello, Jackie, here we go. The recording has started. Hello, everyone. Today is Wednesday, August 24 of 2022. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference Call, and thank you all for joining us tonight, adding your energy to our efforts, and uh, we, we really appreciate not only Mondays, but Wednesdays, because we get to share this call with our BBS radio listeners, so thank you all for joining us. Now, on the Whole Planet uh, uh, Healing Should I Should call, I say anything, yes? Jackie? Uh, feel free to feel free to jump in and say whatever's on your mind, Wynn. Yeah. Now I just wanted to say that this is everyone on this call is volunteering. It's because they volunteered, including me, because they paid attention to our work over a period of time and it made a change in their life. You know, it's hard to change your life. Do you know that? How many of you, you know, people go to workshops, psychiatrists, whatever, and what happens is when our calls, there is an expanded energy because we are we have made connection with these sources in higher dimensions. And it's the sources that have been at various times in history thought of as God, but they don't relate to us as God. They don't relate to our group as God. They relate to us as our friends in higher dimensions, and they can help us in ways that we couldn't normally help ourselves, and we can help them because our planet, as everybody is starting to be aware of, is in a very tenuous situation. And so we do this call to create positive, more positive outcomes, adding energy to positive outcomes. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you, Wynn. And as Wynn mentioned, we all gather on this call to make a positive difference in this world. And what makes the whole planet healing call unique among the conference calls 
is due to the involvement of the sources who have indicated they are paying attention to each and every one of us on this call, addressing our personal requests and concerns, as well as adding their energy to our group intentions and requests for healing, primarily the planet, but also for the people, places, and situations that concern us. And these are the same sources that contacted Wynn. Uh, it's probably over 20 years ago now, but who's counting? <laughs> and, um, of course, we always keep in mind that free will and the principle of the highest and greatest good of all be considered. Now, at the beginning of this call, we always officially bless it by calling in Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work. Cecil? Uh, Cecil is not present, so if please, uh, Bonnie can do it. Oh, yes, Bonnie. Yes. Welcome. Yes, hi. Okay. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each and every one of us and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all. We see ourselves in the flow of energy which is radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxy, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, and anchored through our bodies and into the planet. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others who are honoring the law of one to reach down as we reach up, bringing all that we can with us as we create and co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Well, after our invocation, we always check back in with Wynn to see if he has any thoughts he'd like to share or any announcements. So, Wynn, welcome back. Thank you. Hey, you know, um, I want to say that I, I called up somebody that used to come to our calls, a beautiful guy, in L.A., and I said, you got to start coming again. You know what? He did. He's on the call. Wait a second. Hi, Aaron. Hello. Hi. Hey, I want you guys to know that Aaron is in the movie business, and he makes trailers for movies. And since the last time I spoke to him, which uh, was probably few years ago um, mm -hmm. he's been increasing his reputation and getting to know all kinds of people so who knows 
um, we, we may end up making our movie yet, okay? He's really good. And anything you want to say, Aaron? Well, thank you for the kind words. Um, no, it's just, it's good to be back. I'm glad you didn't forget about me over the years, and um, I'm glad you've encouraged me to come back. Um, I wish I would have come back sooner so I could have, you know, had some more time while Terry was here, but um, I could still feel the energy, so that counts. Great. Well, we enjoy, I enjoy your presence. You, you actually have a powerful presence, and you're adding to the energy of the group. And on that note, if anyone's listening on BBS, then you have never come across anything like what we're doing. You may think you have, but you haven't. That we have created this connection with the two most powerful group souls that have connected with our planet for thousands and millions of years, perhaps. And they have come to trust us to kind of be their emissaries here. Now, if any, I'm sure there's other people that are talking to them, but no one is doing it in the way that we're doing it in terms of making it so accessible to the public. And I hope you'll, if you feel energy on the call and feel curious, please come back and check us out a few times before you decide whether it's something you want to work with or not. We do 10 calls a week, and you can have access to all of them by going to the spiritchannel.net, the spiritchannel.net, where it lists all our phone calls. And also, you will find our archives of like 2,000 of our calls over the years. And uh, every call is different. Every call, you know, all of our conversations are different. We don't talk to them on this call. This call, we just have an energetic connection. And I'm going to turn it back to Jackie. Thank you, Wynn. And welcome, Aaron. And all of us can still uh, listen to Terry by going to the spiritchannel.net. And like Wynn was mentioning, there's a couple thousand uh, channeled messages there that Terry brought us between Winfrey and the sources. And the energy of those original calls is still maintained within the transmission, whether you're reading it or listening to it. So we urge everyone to go back to these archives, even if you hear them more than once. You'll always hear something new because over time you're Spiritual growth has uh, matured, and you always hear something new that's beneficial. Now, in the meantime, we have Bonnie from Corona, California, next on our call, and Bonnie is familiar with these channeled messages that are archived on the Spirit Channel, and we have the benefit of hearing one of these or something from a compatible resource 
read for us every evening. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Okay, we are going to visit a call that took place February 20, 2012. And this is a Monday night call. And uh, this topic is basically about Terry and her connection with the higher realms. And so after when calls in delight, we start out with a greeting from Ra on through Terry. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are here this February 20, 2012, and we are mindful of the questions you have asked concerning Jesus. We look to an answer to that question. Jesus has a frequency, a full signature that is merged with the Christ consciousness and the Almighty Father. As such, he is available when one accesses this frequency when one prays and asks for his presence. He was available to St. Catherine, and he is available now to those that pray and access his signature. He is providing help and assistance for individuals now and then. That is our answer to that question. Do you have other questions? And when asked, uh, the question came up, was Terry around at the time of Jesus? And if that's in the highest good to have that information, and Ra'an answers, we do not see that she was around in the location of Jesus, at that time, as she had other, we don't even wish to say missions, but she had other places and other times where she was located in the time of Jesus. She was working for the greater good in other countries. When are any of the people from the lifetime of St. Catherine in Carrie's life at present and Ron answers we are not inclined to reveal that information at this time <laughs> and so then when continues with uh, the last time we had a conversation about St. Catherine we ended the call and it felt like there was more to be shared um, is there anything that you would like to share that would help us understand how this connection with higher sources works and the mission of the Ra group in working with St. Catherine. I'm assuming it was the Ra group. You can correct that if you want. And Ra'an then responds, Terry was, in her earlier lifetime, reaching back to a point where she came into the third density realm and was 
frustrated with her own clairvoyance, but that was at an unconscious level. She was frustrated with working with individuals who came back from the third densities into the heavenly realms who she would find herself in another group to work with these people and found that when they came back from the third density, they oftentimes were unfocused and had attention still on their past. That was one of the reasons for debriefing people by running their past life review so that the attention that they had focused in the third density could be cleared. Also, it was for the tunnel of light to help when the individual moves through the tunnel of light to help clear attachments to the third density so the individual could move more easily through the tunnel of light to the heavenly realm. She worked with a group in the heavenly realm and they bonded together and came to earth together with her to help her uncondition as it was realized that it needed a very strong thrust to be able to keep balance and clarity in the third density and to not lose purpose. So she maintained her purpose. Since then, she has sent some of these angels back to the heavenly realm to be refreshed as it becomes wearing to have lifetime after lifetime in the third density and to not have a chance to rest and be cleared. Those are some of our comments. And when asked, uh, if I understand what you're saying, Carrie was part of a band of what you call angelic forces that was working with people in other realms after they died. That is correct. When helping them get refocused in spirit and either come back for another lifetime or stay up there. And she was working with a group up there. The whole group decided to take bodies and work more directly. I would assume that group was reincarnated together. And Ra'an responds, The group did not take individual bodies. However, a band of approximately 12 angels stayed with Terry, surrounding and protecting her, and she was the main focus. When? So that she could come into this realm by herself, not with a group, but so she had a lot of angelic support. Ra'an, the group came into this realm also, but did not take bodies. But they, in surrounding proximity to her, to help her to stay balanced and focused. And when asked, are they still there? Yes. Ra'an, a number of them, eight of them, have been sent back the heavenly realm 
to prepare the groundwork there to bring back information that has been gathered from this realm and to refresh themselves. And when asked, four of them are still here, yes? Ra'an answers, yes. Are they paying attention to us now? Yes. Would it be of service to let any of them address us if they chose to? Not at this time. <laughs> uh, and there is just a little bit more to this call, but I, I think I'll leave it off for now. I really love you guys. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And that was February 20 of 2012. And I really appreciate, Bonnie, that you're finding so many passages that are dealing with Terry. <laughs> it's uh, comforting. So in the next portion of our call, though, we are going to get together with Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And Jennifer researches the most current earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet. This is because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events and that they will add their energy to our efforts to soothe Mother Earth, but always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all is considered. They've also suggested that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the frequency of calmness. So as Jennifer guides us to these areas of activity, let's gather and focus our group intent and let's visualize calmness to each area of concern and somebody's making noise on the line. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. As we begin tonight, I would like to involve our sources that are with us and also the spirit of Mother Earth to travel with us and increase our intent for um, Big Island of Hawaii is where we're going to start tonight. And your volume is, Jennifer, Jennifer, your volume is way down. Right. Is, is that any better? Not much. I don't know. <laughs> I will try to speak a little louder. Um, That's better. The, the, okay. 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 I won't move. <laughs> the big island of Hawaii tonight was quite quiet today, actually. We had a 2.8 at Pahala, and there was a 1.7 over at Kilauea, and everything else was smaller. There was nothing on Mauna Loa or Mauna Kea. So that was quite a difference um, from like a week ago. So let's just send additional calm, especially to the items that we can't see. Uh, there's undersea volcanoes, fracture lines. There's a hot spot right in that area. And all sorts of other things that affect this region, and they're right in the middle of the ring of fire. So you know they get a lot of crazy energy going on there. And let's just send calm for tomorrow. It was great today. Let's just ask for a similar day tomorrow. And then we're going to move now southward down towards New Zealand. 
Um, we didn't have much activity. Everything was real low level till we get north to Fiji, and we had a 4.8, and then directly west to Vanuatu, uh, directly west of the Fiji area, <clears throat> we had a 5.2 today. Moving over to Indonesia, 4.9. North to Japan, we have a 4.8. Seven, also 4.4 there. That's quite reasonable for that region. Continuing north to the Kuril Islands of Russia, there was a 5.1. And then moving across the Aleutian, um, <clears throat> basically it was just two and three. Um, kind of quiet there. We did have a 4.0 in Hulu. Alaska, and that was right in the uh, middle, pretty much the middle of the state. And that was all for them. And then we're going to come down and move down into Washington, where not a lot of seismic, but we do have these pesky volcanoes. Uh, Mount Rainier, that's there for a little one. This is very small, um, one point and less, you know, one point something and less. And then down to Mount St. Helens, where in the CSC. And then moving down into Oregon, nothing reported. But just for the fun of it, let's send Mount Hood Calm 2, because that one will be rumbling next. And then down into California, and you guys had a good day today. Everything's in the twos. Um, let's just send Calm to the usual areas, which starting northern uh, California at the Geysers area, down through San Francisco and the San Andreas, all the way down to Southern California, down to Mexico. And then on the eastern side of the state, we did have a 2.1 at Walker, nothing at Long Valley today, although, let me check the spectrograph thing. Um, there's a lot of rumbling going on uh, with Long Valley and Walker today. So there's all sorts of little spikes going on there. And then down to Ridgecrest, which was quite low level. And then before we leave the U.S., I do want to mention the corner of Wyoming, West Wyoming, I should say, West Yellowstone, and the eastern part of Idaho, and the southern part of Montana. There's sort of a triangle there where we get these little, um, little events. And then now we're going to move right down into Mexico. Um, there was nothing in the New Madrid, the usual swarming in Mexico, which we send them calm every day. But I do believe that that is from fracking. So we're going to move right down into Mexico where we have 4.8 and some other less than that. And nothing else. Um, over four in Central America. Going to come all the way down into South America, all the way down to Chile. And we had a 5.4. And this was on land. You know, there's a pretty powerful trench there that's trying to subduct that, that hence the 5.4. And then to the west of this area in the ocean. 
called the Southeastern Central Pacific region, and you have 427 there. And then we're going to round the tip of South America all the way up to the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, sending home to the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, and everything that affects. And then we're going to move across Europe where everything is low level. Here we get to the Mediterranean Sea, and this is more, almost more towards Turkey. It's between Turkey and Greece in that area. We did have a 4.5. And there are faults that run through that area, so I just say which one caused it. And then moving, um, continuing eastward over to Kashmir, India, we have 4.4. Continuing over to Myanmar, which used to be Burma. 4.9, and then over to China, uh, 4.6, and then that brings us right back out to the Ring of Fire, and that was all today. So I, said, I do think the Earth had a very good day today, and we'll just thank uh, the powers that be, Mother Earth, and pray for calm tomorrow. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, in just a few moments, Wynn is going to take us on his guided visualization, and we will address many of the other issues that concern us. But right now, these phone lines are being unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your particular concerns into the light, always keeping in mind, of course, that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening on BBS or radio or to a replay, it's also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I would just like to thank everyone for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. I would like for us to continue to envision rain for the Southwest United States. And I'm asking especially for some rain for Southern California as we are very, very dry. I'm also asking for love, light, laughter, and hope for all the children of the world and a balance of energies in general, in all the right places, all the right means, all the right measures, and the strengthening of the planetary grids and the outer energy fields that protect us from harmful rays from the sun. Thank you. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Terry for her transition and for when for taking care of the immediate things he has to do. Thank you. Uh, a quantum leap in a human consciousness, please, uh, to occur for us all. Unmuted. Anyone else before we go back to Jennifer for the healing list? Then please, Jennifer, go ahead. Thank you, guys. I'd like to put each and every person on our call onto our healing list, including 
on PBS. And of course, this is always with your individual permission. We are free will. Um, I would like to mention a few people that need a little bit of extra love, light, and healing. And that's Cecil, who's on this side, and his dear Betty, who's transitioned and is working through her transition. Lauren in Washington, JP in uh, Washington as well, Tom in San Jose, Jackie and Julie in California, Antonio Jr., Senior, and Abby in California, Maxalina in Ojai, Morning Sky in, um, <laughs> in Oregon, excuse me, Morning Sky, I'm going to put you in Vermont, Kathleen. <laughs> and Kathleen, our friend in Vermont, getting some her injury. Bonnie in Kavana. Linda Chamberlain, Monica Edwards in Washington. My brother-in-law, Andy, if he continues his treatment for cancer. My partner, Tom, he continues his health and And I want to put myself as well in this issue. Um, I need a lot of strength for the next month. And we need to our dear friend, Terry, we miss you, Terry. We listen to you and your voice all the time. That helps. And then what all you're doing, what all you have done for us, what you continue to do. And we all want to thank you for that. And I know this is a really hard time. And we want to put you in the love light. And that's all. Thank you. Muted. Here I am. I'm here. I'm here. I have to prepare myself. I always put my phone down. And then at that moment, I say, where is my phone? Because I mute myself on the phone. Okay. So we've gone through earthquakes and volcanoes and everything that you guys have contributed. And I'm going to do a visualization now where we scan our planet and try to include all the things that are happening that are, how can we say it, bringing a lot of problems to the people of our planet. And um, I like to use the word intention rather than prayer. But prayer is okay if that works for you. Um, um, we're not a religious group. We are actually in, we're not doing things on face. We've made connections. They have proven themselves to be real and legitimate. We've seen a lot of miracles and a huge amount of wisdom and understanding about how the universe works that has never been in this realm before. So 
So thank you all for listening and checking us out. And uh, and see if it works for you. <laughs> you know, the one thing you may first notice is there's just an uplifted vibe on our calls. And the people that are on the call that are regulars have gone through their own scrutiny and come to the conclusion that this is real. So when we do this, we're doing it in as a group energy of all of us and all of you that want to participate in being part of that group energy. Or you can just listen and say, what the heck is this? That's okay. It has to come spontaneously. And, and we're doing it in partnership with the Elohim group and the Rod group and any other positive sources on the other side that and want to contribute their energy. And it is highly likely that Terry is here paying attention to us from her vantage point, which is now on the other side. So we take our group energy and we surround our planet with it. And now we become repeater stations for the love light energy, for the toroid field energy that is the precursor to the physical universe. And we are going to repeat that energy from our vantage point back to the surface of the earth with the intention of increasing the flow to our planet and to create more positive outcomes. We ask that it can uplift the vibration wherever it's able to be received. We start out focusing on the humans of planet Earth who are service to others. We go to the children of planet Earth and the young people who have great sensitivity to energies, but in most cases have not gotten wise or discerning. And we ask that their life experience teaches them wisdom and that the of being the leaders of the future. We go to the animals of our planet and the pets and particularly the pets who help their owners be open, their chakras be open. And we bless all those relationships everywhere on the planet. We go to the plant life 
which receives these vibrations from the higher realms, moves it through their bodies and into the earth through their roots. And that's from trees to grass, to bushes to flowers. We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals that have strong, powerful matrices that can hold this energy in their structures. And we ask to increase the flow of energy. We go to the insects of our planet, particularly the insects that are part of the balance of nature, like the bees, and ask for the preservation of those species in this period of time. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. Now we go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth and we connect with the vibrational field of earth herself, which you could call the soul of earth, which permeates the entire interior and penetrates through the surface. And the Earth has to process all the life on our planet. And in areas where there's a lot of negativity, it causes Earth to suffer. So we're going to send healing to Mother Earth. Some of you might feel energy coming up through the floor as Earth sends back her gratitude. We go to the energy waves that travel through the Earth that terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send calm energy. We go back to the surface of the earth and we're going to continue to work on potential earthquakes and volcanoes of the future. Where Jennifer worked on earthquakes and volcanoes of the last 24 hours. We go to the earthquake zone, so we're going to send columns of light down with calm energy in each zone, starting with the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and any vulnerable islands. And that goes from Australia, Asia, southern Alaska, Western North America, Central America, and South America. 
and just visualize huge energy coming down to those areas, penetrating through the ground and bringing calm energy to any potential earthquakes and volcanoes. We go to the new Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And we put a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the ground and bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, centered in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, stretching thousands of miles from North America to the tip of South America. I say North America. I meant the North Pole to the tip of South America. We put a longitudinal column of light down this whole fault line, penetrating through the water into the ground underneath the water and bringing cob energy. We ask our sources to help locate any other vulnerable areas anywhere on the planet and bringing calm energy. And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the earth has to release stress can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other difficult, out-of-balance situations on our planet. We start out with the coronavirus and its mutations, and any other contagious viruses or pathogens that are present now are coming in in the future and we ask to render them harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and we ask that they can be strengthened. And we go to the toxins in vaccines and ask them to be transmuted. We go to the awareness of humans and we ask that more humans become aware and they are becoming aware 
more, best case scenario, all of the different agendas taking place on our planet and have the discernment to distinguish positive agendas from negative agendas. There are a lot of negative agendas taking place and humans still are not aware, at least a lot of humans are not aware that they're being tricked and misled. So we ask for that discernment. We go to the awareness of humans and ask for more humans become aware of the positive forces in other dimensions that can help us and that they need to be asked because they honor free will. That's why we do this call. And more, more humans start asking. And it doesn't matter whether they're called God, Elohim, Ra, love of the universe, whatever. We go to the people that suffer. People suffer for many different reasons. And people get stuck in their suffering. We send the Christ consciousness to all of these people to give them something as a handhold to pull themselves out of their suffering. We go to drafts that are occurring everywhere on the planet and we ask for rain, particularly in areas where there's populations, where there's reservoirs, where there's crops growing, and where there are animals depending on water supplies. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that make people feel safe and protected. Benevolence, compassion, wisdom, courage, integrity, and ethics. We go to all those countries and groups that are adversarial and ask for peaceful, nonviolent solutions. We go to the war in Ukraine and Russia and ask for peaceful and equitable resolution. We go to interventions 
we ask that we are protected from nuclear weapons going off on planet Earth. We ask for the transmutation of toxic materials anywhere on our planet, radiation, chemtrails, nanobots, radio frequencies, microwaves, and 5G that are toxic. Anything in food, air, water, or medicine. Notice the energy in between my words when I leave spaces. I believe that's the energy of our interdimensional friends putting their energy into these intentions. We're going to bring the energy back to ourselves. We move from our position surrounding the planet into our home. And we see the energy of love light moving through the universe, solar system, and finally landing on our rooftop, where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through. And if we're comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home and let it clear any negative vibrations and lift the vibration of every nook and cranny in our home. We allow this energy to surround our planet, our, our home, excuse me, surround our home and make a filter to any negative vibrations from the world. And finally, we invite this energy to flow through our own bodies, our own energetic system our chakras, our heart. Breaking down obstacles. Healing us. Activating our DNA. Reminding us that we are each an aspect of the one infinite creator 
temporarily experiencing these physical embodiments on planet Earth. And we're learning on these calls how to bring the higher dimensional frequencies into this planet. On that note, we're going to end the verbal part of the call and leave the lines open for those of you that want to stay on the phone line and hold this energy as long as you like. And if you're a BBS, you can just be quiet for as long as you like and hold these energies. And you can get access to all of our calls at thespiritchannel.net. We have the phone numbers. I thank everybody who is here, everyone who's listening, and everyone who is volunteering to make this call possible. And we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.